What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I am your host, Brett McGrath. Welcome to my podcast about sports card collecting. If you are new to the program, welcome. I trust that one of your damn friends told you to tune into the Stacking Slabs podcast. If you are a returning visitor, hopefully you are one of those individuals who referred the new listener to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Whether you're new or you've been here for a while, I do appreciate you stopping by and spending a little bit of time, your hobby time, with me today. I am ready to go. What I want to do today do a little hobby content inception. I want to provide a little commentary on some of the uh, positivity around content and hobby that I've been seeing. So I think I want to spend a majority of the time there. And maybe if I say something, you can agree with me. Uh, maybe you don't agree with me. That's fine. This is a platform where we should try to learn, try to educate, try to put and share other people's stuff and that's what I want to do, spend some time on that. I have been just in a flurry of buying. And I want to talk a little bit about the buying, talk about my mentality, why I'm doing it, what I'm seeing. Um, it seems to me that through a lot of DMs and a lot of conversations, a lot of other collectors are out there too. We're having fun. We're putting all the stuff that gets in our way behind us and we're making it happen. So Hopefully, you're down to spend some time on those topics, um, and let's just get into it. I want to start here. I just put my daughter down for a nap. Well, it's always kind of like a ticking time bomb. She might make a guest appearance here. You might hear her. I'm recording this in my office uh, slash uh, studio here at Stacking Slabs uh, headquarters um, in Indianapolis, Indiana. Do not have a s official sponsor today on the show. I will say... The unofficial sponsor would be uh, Monster Energy Drink, unfortunately. So sent the wife went out and she was running some errands and said, you know, I'm going to uh, the store. Is there anything you need? And I had already gone grocery shopping, so I, there was nothing I needed. And I said, you know what? Can you get me a bang? Can you get me a ZOA? Can you get me a Red Bull? Can you give me one of those? And she came back with a Monster Energy drink and said, you know what? This was all that was available. Been up since 4.45 a.m. We fell back, right? We, we gained an hour. Um, all you parents out there can relate to this. There was uh, no hour gained or earned. Uh, my daughter did not care. She woke up at 4.45 a.m. So I feel like as I record this, it's on a Sunday. She's got the nap going trying to get this in right before the Colts game and monster energy was in my refrigerator and that's what I just housed and you know what I guess it'll get the job done but thank you monster for being the unofficial sponsor of today's program um, speaking of which I'm recording this right before Colts Patriots I know you all don't want a narrative on my thoughts and feelings on the Indianapolis Colts on a weekly basis I won't put you through that but what I will do is I had a little bit of reflection. So Colts, Patriots, whatever way you skin the cat, no matter where they're at, it's significant. It means something to me. There is a rich historic history. The players have changed. But you know what? I think the rivalry will always be there. At least it will be in my heart and mind, especially when you have the 
Brady Manning memories every time I see those logos together. So it feels I'm, I'm excited. Obviously, don't know what's going to happen, and I don't want to think about that at this time. I'm trying. I'm in excited mode, getting ready for the game, which it'll be 75 in Foxborough in November, which is insane to think about. But you know, I was thinking about this, and I think you know, as fans. It's okay to have both a short-term and a long-term perspective when it comes to going about your team. I think so much of what drives people nuts is the narratives that are spun on a weekly basis from people covering the league. And I think there's a lot of good content. There's a lot of bad content. But don't let it put you down, man. If you're a fan, you're a fan and enjoy it. I think for me, I can remember distinctly, I was a freshman in college and I putting some perspective on just the Colts in this season. I was a freshman in college, and I had some buddies that um, were Bears fans who lived next to me in the dorm. And obviously, big Colts guy, we decided the Colts were playing the Bears that season. And Craig Krenzel was the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. And you can probably guess kind of uh, the the air of when this all went down. And I remember going to Soldier Field, and it was my first visit to Soldier Field. And I was looking around at the crowd, and you know, the Colts. We, you know, it's the Manning. Edron James had an absurd game, one of his best games that game in Soldier Field. He was running everywhere. Colts won, but I remember looking around at Soldier Field, and I remember seeing, you know, Butkus, Dent, Peyton, Sayers. Every jersey I'd see was somebody from the past. And I thought that was, I remember thinking, man, all these fans are living in the past right now. And I was like, that's kind of odd and interesting in the same way. And just, you know, you look at their team and their team wasn't very good at the time. Well, I don't think I was able to appreciate what the Bears fans were going through at that point. Because as a Colts fan in Indianapolis, I was living in that rich history and hadn't had that rich history yet. Whereas today, I think back on those teams in Manning, the in the Manning era, and it was there's the nostalgia now, and it, you see Peyton jerseys, and you see that in stands. And no matter how bad the team is or how bad things are going, you always have that rich history to turn back to. And so I just wanted to say that that came to my mind right when I, before I hit record on this, and I don't know that stood out to me because I think so often when your players, your team, there it's not going that well like it's all it's okay to like enjoy where your team came from and that rich history and i think sometimes that can get infused and and can distract us and enhance our hobby experience and i guess what i'm saying is that's kind of what i'm going through right now i hope today is enjoyable for everyone or it will have already been hopefully you're enjoying the nfl season and MLB season's coming to a close, and I know I don't talk a lot about World Series, don't talk a lot about baseball, just in general, but it seemed to me every time I flipped on the World Series, there were bombs dropped, and there was excitement. Uh, Probably not if you're a Phillies fan, but I would say just in general, um, as an outsider looking in, it was that World Series grabbed my attention, and congrats to all you Astros marks out there. You got another one. Also coming off the heels of this weekend, a little uh, Saudi Arabia Blood Money in the Sand, if you will, WWE event, and the headline of it was Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul, and I got to tell you, I know I'm a big Roman guy, big Roman collector, my favorite wrestler. We all know Logan Paul and his involvement in the hobby. 
This guy, man, Logan Paul is a freak athlete. And the Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul match was one of my favorite matches of the year. It was just such a high level of entertainment. Both guys fully delivered. And if you're a fan of wrestling, you should go watch that match. Even if you're not, go look it up. Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. It was freaking awesome. Um, and also, before I jump into the just the general discussion, you know, we had the conversation on a Friday's episode with Chris from Card Ladder. If you did not, go check out that episode. I got a lot of good feedback on that. Always enjoy the conversation with Chris. But what I'll say is we led the first quarter of that conversation talking about the Luca Logoman speculation. And yes, in fact, it is a part of that premiere auction. So I don't know. I thought I think that's fun. And although that card is outside of probably everyone listening, but maybe one person's price range, I think it's cool to have commentary and it'll be fun, especially as I invested part of my content and conversation into that card. I am now a looker and going to see kind of where it ends up. Um, there's a lot of good cards rolling in, and I think this is good. It's a good time to be in the hobby. It is a good time to talk about collecting. It's a good time to talk about sports cards. But I want to say this as a creator in this hobby who spends time sharing my experiences and my opinion to hopefully add value to your hobby experience, I just want to say this straight up, there has been and I posted this. I, I'm going to paraphrase some of what I post. And uh, sometimes something just comes into my head and I'm very passionate about our hobby. I'm very passionate about our escape. And sometimes something so powerful strikes me through observations that I just posted in my story. So a lot of the stuff that I'm feeling and thinking raw and in real time just gets dropped in those stories. And then when I'm formatting episodes for this show, typically what I'll do is hit the archive and go back and say, Oh, here are the things that hit me. Here are the organic thoughts that came to my mind. And I decide, okay, as I'm formatting this show, do those want to be pieces of this conversation? As this topic hit, it's like, damn, yeah, hobby content. I want to talk a lot about it because I, I'm feeling something. I'm feeling some energy. So I posted some of this. But basically what I said is there's a massive rally around collecting content and it's fucking great, okay? It really is. And it just seems to me that so much of my feed, so much of what's coming at me now is the cream rising to the top and there be people's passion coming out. And while the market is blanket statement down, a lot of collectors are, you know, finding a opportunity to express themselves and express why they love the hobby. And I love that. And I think the content has been awesome. And I will say this, like when I'm talking content, I'm not just talking about like, you know, I got a podcast, I got a YouTube channel. It's just like people in general, like people using Instagram to just share raw emotion, share the passion. So I've been observing that. I think collectors sharing their passions with others and vocalizing these experiences is really powerful. People get excited and buy more when they consume good content. People tell their friends how much fun they're having when they consume good content. Collecting content helps the hobby grow organically. And I and I think going I'm I am personally gonna try to do a better job of elevating and sharing things I'm seeing um and people I'm enjoying um consuming content from on a regular basis. Uh so much of the the, the mainstream narrative is about growing our hobby, growing our hobby. And I think 
uh, a lot of the tactics and approaches that people want to say grow the hobby are just oftentimes transactional. And you bring in someone, but you're not doing a good job of making sure they don't fall out the bottom. And I think when you have individuals who are using their time, energy, and resources to share their experience and what they're doing to collect, to eliminate life's distractions for a bit and use this hobby as what it is, a hobby, good things happen. And by no means, I don't mean that you can't use this hobby to make money, do your things, grind on the side, flip cards, break cards, all that stuff. It's all good. And there should be content that satisfies each of those areas. But I think from my point of view, so oft for so long or ever since I've been back in the hobby, that type of stuff has overshadowed the co- collecting content. And the collecting content is what I desire. It's what motivates me. It what it, it's what inspires me. It's part of what I hope you're hoping you get when you tune into an episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast. And content is what pays my bills, okay? It's not Stacking Slabs podcast. That's not what pays my bills. Um, I'm doing this pro bono right now. Um, this is for the people. Um, I'm saying professionally in my career in software. I think I've spent the last two years uh, professionally building a company. And in that role, uh, my role is using content as a vehicle to build our brand. It's adding value through articles, podcasts, videos, events. And I think the more as a company we've leaned, leaned into owning a specific block of our market and being very uh, having a point of view and and using that point of view to add value, the m- the more it's worked. And so, if you think about the hobby, a street grid. I think so. Everyone, it's like the city, the hobby. And when people are creating content, most most of the time, it's about the hobby in general, and it's the same and it's generic, and you're trying to cover a lot of space. But I think it's when you take that corner, the wire. Style, you just like own a block, own a corner, and just go hard at that specific topic. The more people are going to come who connect with that, and the more that the more your audience is is likely going to grow. I think you got to stand for something and don't think about what you're doing from a transactional perspective. Like I'm going to create content to get this lead to make this money. It just doesn't work like that. I think content is a long game, but when done right, it can have an incredible impact. And I've been thinking a lot about this. I live in this world. I'm a content grinder 24-7. I think I bring in this program to into my regular workflow because it's my passion and it's an opportunity to vocalize what I'm feeling. I think we we as participants in the hobby, we should be selfish in, in one important circumstance and we should be unselfish in some of the others. So when I mean we should be selfish, I think we need to be selfish about spending our money on cards and it should be for us when we buy a card and should be for no one else. And we shouldn't buy cards because our friend is buying cards or some hobby influencer tells us to I think the magic about the hobby is the ability to curate our own collections and express our fandom. Good creators in the hobby are the ones who are doing it. They're, they're the ones who are not posting the same shit over and over, like the same flavor of the week. This card's trendy. It's the same card when you go to a hobby show and you look in showcases and you just see the same stuff. It's like, there's been a lot of conversation about that. I brought it up on this show, but it's like, when I go to a, when I do have the time to go to a show, I don't want to see the same cards over and over again. I want to see different stuff. I want to see stuff that's curated. I think, so we should be selfish when we buy our cards because we should buy what we want. We should buy what makes us happy. And while we can be selfish on buying, we can, we can be unselfish by sharing it. I think we should use our platform to not only curate our collection, but 
curate the ideas, collections of others. I think that's really powerful. The more people lean into helping share other people in their network who are inspiring them or who are helping them create a better hobby experience typically are the accounts that I'm attracted to. I think I wish the hobby as a whole did a better job of putting people over. I think the the secret is the more you elevate and put others over, the stronger your own personal brand gets. I clipped a quote from Chris in the last episode and put this on social, but he said there's content in the hobby that doesn't have a conception that maybe people just want to own their cards. This isn't a game of this this isn't a game of buy low and sell high constantly. I think that goes back to like this long game versus short game mentality. And both games are fine. But the mainstream hobby and the hobby as a whole, everything's about the dollar value and everything's about buy now and sell later. When if I'm buying a card, it's like the intention is that I want that card in my collection for as long indefinitely or until there's a bigger and better card where that piece that I have might help me get there quicker. I see people breaking boxes and everyone is talking, you know, when they break new boxes and new product, people talk about, you know, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, David Mills, Justin Fields, that quarterback class and rookies and rookies and rookies. And that's cool. But if we're really like breaking and talking about the hits and those things, it's like, why aren't we talking about like the one of one Tom Brady in there and trying to get that or the the one of one Patrick Mahomes or like, why aren't we talking about that? It's like, we know those players are hall of famers. We know those players have accolades. Like, why don't we talk about veteran cards? Why is so much about these unproven rookies? I guess that's just the way it always has been, but it's a short, short term mentality. Like you can't possibly pay the prices for these cards and have the mental mentality that you're holding them long-term. That's what I've come to the determination of. I saw something that just stunned me as I was flipping through social. And I think it was a comp between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. And first of all, like the headline was, and again, like my mentality, like I think jury is still out, but I think one, 50 and 20, Trevor Lawrence, worst record among QPs drafted number one through 25 starts in the common draft era. That says something, okay? Like not, I'm not trying to put down Trevor Lawrence, but that's just something important to, to note, especially when the mainstream platforms are like trying to get you to buy into something because of a player like Trevor Lawrence. I saw the comp Trevor Lawrence versus Gardner Minshew um, in the time they played, you know, in the respective positions at the Jaguars. Completion percentage, Trevor, 60.5. Gardner, 63.2. Yards, Trevor, 5481. Gardner, 5992. Touchdowns, Trevor, 22. Gardner, 41. Interceptions, Trevor, 23. Gardner, 12. Quarterback rating, Trevor, 75. Gardner, 93. Okay? Those are things that we have to consider. We have to dig into data. We have to dig into analytics. When we are talking about players, especially players in content that's coming from the hobby, okay? I think you can call what we're doing a hobby, or you can call what we are doing the hobby and buying and selling cards buy low, sell high, couldn't be any different than collecting. So the hobby is the hobby, but there's different segments. And I think we need to think about the segments that break up this hobby and the content that satisfies those segments. And think about what makes us happy. Think about where we want to spend our time. And I think for me, 
I've just been so excited about just some of the breakthroughs and stuff that is happening. So I'm just like, we'll call some stuff out here, but just regular stuff that I'm listening to. So uh, crossover, big fans of Chris and Josh, you all know that their program works because it's a curation of what's going on in the hearts and minds of the hobby on a weekly basis. Okay, people asking questions, them covering it and having real talk. Shout out Rob Gerard, sports card therapist, having him back on the podcast. I was on his Excited to share that one with you. But he covers a lot of spots for me that I might not immediately be paying attention to, but by listening to his show, I'm at least educated on, okay? So he goes to a lot of shows talking about selling cards, um, talking about vintage cards, and that's why I like that. I like to be educated. He had Drake on last week. Um, They had a good conversation about wrestling cards. If you're talking about wrestling cards, I'm probably going to listen um, I love it. I, I said this to Rob and I, I told Nate this in Cardboard Veritas, but I love their conversations on there because they're talking vintage. I talk a lot about enjoying Kyle Wax Museum, collector content that is thoroughly researched and he talks about basketball, which is a topic I don't necessarily talk about all the time. You got wrestling with cards and morning, Worlds Collide, Tony Vela. They get super nerdy on wrestling card sets and I love that. Um, then you got one-offs. Um, I, I saw... My buddy Adam Gelman, WWE Gelman, he posted um, a YouTube video on the Wrestling Trading Cards channel where basically the piece was about revolution and educating wrestling card collectors on the product and why Galactics mattered who had never collected Panini cards before. So I think those points of view are important to share. Saw Joe Montana Collector, Mad Mike, curate on Instagram a Montana showcase. And I sat there for two hours in and out. But just seeing cards of Montana that I had never seen before. And I just think that's so cool. I like, I can spend time anywhere, whatever you're collecting, whether I like it or not. If I hear passionate people who are sharing stories about why they love a certain player and why they collect their cards, I just got to say, like, I love this. And there's so many bright spots in the hobby. And I think if you've got ideas, if you're passionate and you want to share, like, use your platform to do it. It doesn't need to be a full-blown podcast, video, whatever, but just like post on Instagram. Talk about your collecting. I love that. I just think the more we do that, the more we're all going to be educated. We all don't know everything, but we are passionate. We all have different points of view, and the more we can share our points of view and inspire others, the more people are going to stay, and when people stay, the stronger this hobby is going to be. Like I mentioned, you got to check out my conversation with Rob, sports card therapist, coming at you on Friday. If you didn't already, go hit play on that conversation with Chris from the Card Ladder Squad. And I want to close out with this. I've been on a buying spree. I've been loving the hobby. And I just want to say, you have to give up great cards sometimes to get great cards. It is what it is. The hobby is sinking my teeth, its teeth in me right now. I think it's, as I get more focused, I'm getting more uh, direct and more inclined to buy specific things when they become available or when I hunt them down. I'm a hunter. I go after them. I shake trees. Do you shake trees? Do you bother people? Do you say, come on, man, just give me that card now? I'm a a tree shaker. I think We all need to scratch that itch and satisfy the PC when stuff pops up. We better be damn sure that we're prepared to sell. That is the biggest evolution for me is like stack ranking my collection and knowing what's got to go when it's got to go. It's the way it goes. I don't have a million dollars 
in my hand at all times to make decisions and buy cards that I want. It's just not the way it happens. So I have to treat the equity in my PC and leverage that sometimes to get cards. So constantly evaluating. I just sent a big-ass box over to for consignment. I'm using volume accumulation. Chris, shout out uh, World Combat, Paul. It's like, man, I've been like looking ever since War Sports Cards uh, uh, moved over and took his new opportunity. I have been looking for a new person to consign with. And when you're looking for a new person to consign with, I think just trust your resources. Reach out to your friends. Ask, what are you doing? Um, who are you using? And if someone gets super passionate about it, something, someone and you respect that person, then go use it. So I'm using volume accumulation for the first time. I just set a box over his way excited to see those go but like it's because i've been just like on a buying spree because stuff has popped up and most of the stuff that's popped up i don't necessarily want to call it out now because actually i'm going to call one card out because i've got it the other cards i haven't got yet so i don't want to talk about them but i and i'm going to post this before this episode goes live but i ended up buying the 2012 Panini Contenders Cracked Ice Rookie BGS 9.5 Amib Man Andrew Luck. Such a beautiful card. This I needed this card. I'm trying to complete the uh, run of Cracked Ice. And the that card, obviously, is the most important card of the bunch. It was a requirement for this. There, I'm the only card I need is 2019. It's year luck didn't play, but he has cards. Um, I believe it's a veteran ticket cracked ice. I've not seen this card. I haven't looked. I can't find it anywhere. If you know anything about the 2019 cracked ice version, please get at me. I am a buyer for that card. But the 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 rookie, there was one posted on eBay. MC Sports cards. Shout out. I've been eyeing it forever. I hit him up. I hit uh, buy Charles buy trade sell Instagram account and worked out out a deal and brought that one home and it is such a beauty and I love it so much and it's now one of my favorite cards in my PC and you know what that is a card that's going to be in there forever and I needed it so that's stuff like that it's like I couldn't get that card out of my head I kept thinking about it every day and I finally said you know what I need to buy this card and so I think that along with about several other cards is like, I need to sell stuff. And I think these are all part of the focus PC. And I think buying luck stuff has made me remember this era of him in Indianapolis and the Peyton versus Lux rivalry in those matchups. And I think I have so much nostalgia for luck right now. And who's buying luck? I know a couple people, but in general, and to me, that's an opportunity. And I say, like, I just love this, and it fires me up so much. So I just want to say, just, like, lean into it. If you see cards you love, buy it and don't look back. You always have stuff in that case that you can get rid of and scratch that collecting itch. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy collecting. Keep doing what you're doing. Stay positive when you can. Call out bullshit when you can. Enjoy the hobby, most importantly. I'll see you on Friday with Rob, sports card therapist. Peace out.